0: Hey, this is Marie from Brado. how are you? I wanted to welcome you on a new episode of Naysayers, where we're going to be discussing about entrepreneurship, equestrian sports, as well as everything related to the company and how we aim to improve the market in the future. If you want to find out more, feel free to subscribe, follow us on Instagram, and of course, check out our nice catalog of horses. Take care, we'll see you soon. Ciao, ciao. Um, Are you uh, in Florida right
1: now? I'm not. I'm actually in Vermont.
0: Oh, very nice. The weather must be so lovely.
1: <laughs> it is. It's beautiful here. It's beautiful here. Yes. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you very much for joining the podcast of Bridal. I was super excited to discuss with you regarding the work you're doing at the World Equestrian Center and everything mm-hmm. that you've done so far for the sport. It's pretty exciting. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for, for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Of course. We're always interested to you know talk with people that have a great experience and that have been bringing a much more business perspective to the industry. So I think that the work you've done so far is, is pretty, pretty impressive. Could you perhaps give us an, a presentation of who you are? Because I think that you'll do that better than I will.
1: <laughs> Certainly. I'm the director of marketing for World Equestrian Center. Um, the facility has two venues, our flagship venue in Ohio and our newer venue in Ocala, Florida. Um, I've been with the World Equestrian Center since 2015, since the beginning of the project. Um, and it's been an extraordinary experience, um, really to work on a project that not only was visionary and groundbreaking, but also brought such a fresh perspective to the industry.
0: I feel like one thing about the World Equestrian Center for, you know, I've got a funny anecdote to bring that up, but it is completely innovative in the way in which showing is done. Mm-hmm. I have a client last year that I traveled with um, to Italy to try horses. And I haven't been myself yet to the question of Western Centre, unfortunately. And she told me, Marie, you don't get dirty. And I was like, that's not, that's not possible. Like, you have to get dirty around horses. And she said, no, 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 you have no idea. You do not get dirty from the moment. You get on the horse, you get off the horse, the stalls, nothing gets you dirty. It's, it's, like, it's such a grand vision, isn't it?
1: <laughs> well, I think <laughs> that is funny. I think um, you know, there, is a, there is a cleanliness about the facility because it's new, of course. Um, but the facility was really designed for horses, their safety and comfort, and it was designed for people. So, so often when you go to a venue, it's not designed for either of those things, really. Um, You know, potentially it's a, it's a farm complex or it's a, it's a sports stadium, but this, this one was really architected from the ground up to be safe and comfortable for both horse and rider. So, um, just the bridle paths along the facility, uh, the walkways, the indoor arenas, uh, you know the the stabling has twenty twenty five foot ceilings, so you know we we have this bright and airiness about uh, both facilities, and that was completely on purpose. Um, you know everything is sort of white and bright and clean, and I I think that's that that's very deliberate. <laughs> I find that amazing.
0: I I absolutely want to go just to make sure that I don't get dirty. I'll put you guys on the challenge. I'll try and see and see if I can actually get dirty. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, well, we do. Uh, you know, we there's kids there, and you know, kids always like to get dirty. So <laughs> follow the kids.
0: <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> totally. So um, like interestingly enough, I'm sure that that was thought from the perspective that it's equestrian and yet non-equestrian. What um. Uh, what was the work in terms of like architects did you have a specialist come on site that was thinking from both an equestrian perspective and a non equestrian perspective cuz it's, it's very modern also like the the mm-hmm. the way in which it's put together is absolutely brilliant could you tell me a little bit more about how it started and like how everything was put together the project how, like this is a bunch of questions i'm just super curious
1: sure certainly well the vision started in ohio with an actually an existing facility so The Roberts family had built the existing facility, uh, which was called Roberts Arena, up until 2016. And um, that facility was built on. So new indoors were put in, and they were built just Just massive. massive. And like I said, white, and with these big, huge fans, and beautiful footing, and perfect jumps. and, And that was where the idea really came from, that people responded so well to that new type of horse show. That when the building started, or the or the planning started, I should say, in Ocala, um, really it was the Roberts family, uh, headed up by Mrs. Mary Roberts, that had the vision for how that facility would be architected. Um, they have a design company called Roberts Design, and Roberts Design uh, is uh, you know a high end design company for beautiful homes and things like that. But they took on this project. Um, they built the beautiful, beautiful hotel, which has gorgeous French and, uh, you know, influences and, and really beautiful sort of old English influences. And the, the indoors and the horse facilities were really pulled from the concepts in Ohio. Um, having the hotel with the big grand arena right behind it. So, you know, that could be sort of the centerpiece of the facility, um, was, for sure, the thought process from the very beginning. You know, that that would be the jewel of the facility. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Absolutely. You know, everything would be built up around that. Um, They also tried hard to keep green space. Um, So there's a park-like feel to the facility. um, Because the indoor arenas, you know, it's hard to make an indoor arena beautiful, but there's beautiful landscaping outside those arenas. and Like I said, beautiful bridal paths and lots of big old... Uh, really dynamic uh, live oak trees. So all of that comes together to create this, you know, very distinctive style that's, you know, open and clean and bright and welcoming. Um, you know, that's really the concept. And, and it was, it was purpose built from the beginning to be that way.
0: I find amazing how you have, like, and, and it's become such a, such a classy, typical image, I feel like, of the World Equestrian Centre. It's the, the riders in that arena with the hotel right behind. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And the branding and everything. Like, it's, it's absolutely astonishing. And I think that there's, you know, there's, there's a brilliant amount of shows in the world that are beautiful. But I think that you guys stand out in a manner that's not been seen before. Without helping you out, it is—it is a it is case. It is a case. Mm-hmm. So, I—is—is is the goal of the World Equestrian Center to expand and open a third one? Like, what is to be expected in the future? If you can provide that information at all?
1: Yeah, I can talk a little bit about it. Um, this past year, in in August of 2021. The World Equestrian Center acquired the Ocala Jockey Club, which okay. is a thousand acres. And that property was uh, a property that was primarily used for, um, well, it was used for uh, eventing and also thoroughbred training. And, you know, Ocala is a, is a powerhouse of thoroughbred breeding. So there's there's a big history there of thoroughbred breeding and training. And so the facility had you know, multiple uses, but it's, it's a, another beautiful green space. It's park-like, it has a beautiful clubhouse right at the center of it, and that's 1,000 acres. So we purchased that in August, and our goal is to turn that into our center for eventing. We, we've successfully held dressage, hunter-jumper, and uh, Western competition. And now our next phase would be eventing, given what we're doing with the um, with the Jockey Club. In addition, we've broken ground on a second hotel and a convention center on the World Equestrian Center property.
0: Okay, okay. And your role within the World Equestrian Center evolves around everything related to marketing.
1: That's correct. Yes, I'm. I'm really, you know, really fortunate. I. Um, you know, work with an incredible team. We're, we're a very small team, very tight-knit, just an incredible team of really dedicated professionals. And we work for a family that just has this vision and a passion. And, um, you know, a lot of times in our industry, uh, things, you know, people want to do things and they might say they're going to do something and then it doesn't happen. Um, either a a facility doesn't get built or they don't get their dates or, you know, something happens. Um, but my experience in working for the Roberts family is that when they say they're going to do something, they're going to do it. And when it's done, it's going to be incredible. So I think that the industry has, has learned that now. And so when we announce something like this new hotel that's coming, you know, it's got 428 rooms. It's, going to be dog friendly. It's going to have a pool complex. It's going to be the type of place where if you are a rider, it's going to be where you want to go back to at the end of the day yeah. um, and, you know, hang out with your friends. There's going to be restaurants. There's going to be retail. Um, you know, it's going to be the type of place where you want to be. And, you know, that's that's the goal is to build a facility that has something for everyone. Um, and I think that's going to achieve it.
0: How many people are we looking at when it comes to like data? How many people attend the water question center? How many competitors do we have? How many horses maximum can we have on site?
1: Well, it depends on the event. So in in addition to running our own horse shows, we rent out the facility as a revenue stream. So we host wonderful breeds and associations, Arabians, Minis, uh, Clydesdales and Heavy Horses, Hackneys. So we've had all kinds of horse shows at the facility. We have 3,000 stalls um, that are available so we can host up to 3,000 and then we have room if we need to have more, we can. Um, We, you know, our own shows, right now we have a nine-week Hunter Jumper series going on that's United States Equestrian Federation uh, sanctioned and we have two weeks of FEI competition. So during that nine weeks, uh, we may have you know, 2,000 stalls booked um, for people who, you know, not everybody chose all nine weeks, of course. Um, So people come and go. But um, same thing, our winter circuit has 12 weeks. And we have people that come and go. Some people stay for the whole circuit and rotate in and out. Um, Some people only for a week or two weeks. Um, It all depends. And in our Ohio facility, we have the longest running winter circuit indoors. Uh, in the country that circuit runs for more than 18 weeks so same thing people people want to show indoors they might not be able to get to florida great we have the the option for them to show indoors at our ohio facility which is excellent solution for a lot of people who can't travel to florida
0: do you think so that's going to be a much like a bit difficult question you don't have to answer it but one question is knowing the importance of wellington um, of the World Equestrian Festival, um, World Equestrian Festival, and uh, Windsor Equestrian Festival. What am I saying? I'm confusing both now. Windsor <laughs> okay. Equestrian Festival and the importance of, of Wellington, the Grand Prix Village, everything and the impact that has on the, on the whole, whole world. How does the World Equestrian Center position itself, especially on a marketing standpoint?
1: Mhm. We yeah, but, I mean the the Winter Equestrian Festival has been I mean it's been the premier destination for American and European top riders for decades. And it's an extraordinary place where you can see the best in sport. Um there's nothing more exciting than to be in Wellington for the Nations Cup and, and events like that Saturday night grand prix are a spectacle and they're amazing. Um we believe that there's room for everyone. So we are uh, about a three-and-a-half-hour drive from Wellington. Um, Ocala has always been a destination for winter equestrian sports for decades. Uh, so we, we didn't have to change anything in that respect. We just built a facility where um, it might be a bit more affordable than okay. Wellington is. So, you know, in our estimation, Wellington, which has new investors and is growing and is thriving um, is a wonderful part of our sport in the United States and World Equestrian Center serves a, a, a you know a different purpose um, you know and there's some overlap there certainly but um, you know our facility is certainly it's bigger in terms of the acreage um, you know we there's a lot of different aspects of it. We have a hotel on site. We have, you know, sort of permanent retail. So there's a lot of sort of little differences between our facilities. But the way that we describe it is um, our facility is a bit like Disney World. Um, You can come and bring the whole family and there's something for everyone to do right next door to our facility. Actually abutting our facility is another Robert's own property called Golden Ocala. Uh, golf and equestrian club, so there 's an extraordinary golf course there there's a, a an excellent restaurant um, again you know country club living there's there's just so many things about World Equestrian Center that are different than Wellington that it's really hard to make an apples to apples comparison but when you 're talking about top sport, we've hosted many, many of the top riders from Wellington who've come over to World Equestrian Center to experience the facility and You know, they've given us great feedback. They've been really complimentary. They've come back and shown over and over again. So we hope that we're providing just an alternative in the industry. We're not trying to compete with Wellington, if that
0: makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's just super interesting to understand because I think that both are growing tremendously. Mm-hmm. both represent a future you know i mean already is a reference in the sport like everyone already knows of the world equestrian center mm-hmm. but it's just interesting to see how both kind of vision go alongside each other mm-hmm. without stepping on each other's feet while kind of working yeah working together anyway do you do you do anything with the world question uh, with the with, ah this is going to be complicated <laughs> anything with the winter equestrian festival
1: we haven't done any joint marketing or anything like that I believe that their new investors have visited us and spent some time at our facility and they were welcomed um, I we've certainly all been there and you know have a perspective about Wellington and West um, you know there's there's nothing like palm beach um it's a it's on the ocean it's it's just beautiful you know that area of the is has long been um a destination for americans it's it's a beautiful beautiful place if if you if you get there wellington you must go to palm beach proper and go to the beach and you know and to see it because it's, it's an extraordinary area o- ocala on the other hand is much more you know, country, it's much more rolling hills. It's much more green space. It's much more big trees. Um, so, you know, there's just some definite differences there, um, that we try to, um, you know, we, we really try to market those differences because, you know, that's part of our selling pro, you know, our unique selling proposition is that we believe that Ocala is a great place for horses. Um, You know, and there's already, um, you know, Live Oak International, and it, that's an incredible show um, that uh, takes place at Live Oak Farm. And, and you know, like I said, Ocala is not something that we decided to build there and was never a, a horse destination. In fact, Ocala is called the horse capital of the world. So it's, it's really an expert place. And we do try to kind of play into that, not only from the perspective of how we build things and how we present things, but also how we market the facility. Um, we just opened a state of the art 40,000 square foot veterinary hospital on our facility in Florida. Um, that was done in conjunction with the university of Florida veterinary college. And, um, you know, it's something that we're really proud of because if you are you know if if there's an injury or an emergency if your horse needs routine care if you are doing pre-purchase exams all of these things run through a veterinarian and when you're at a horse show which is when a lot of people look at horses and buy horses um you know you really want to be able to find that kind of services you know many horse people travel with other animals they have their dogs with them um our veterinary hospital will handle all small animal care so you know those are the types of amenities that we're building that we think makes us unique and different. And again, all to the purpose of being safe and comfortable for horse and rider.
0: I find that amazing because the way in which it's it's spoken of and the way in which it's thought of, it's even, you know, even when you have these, um, the ladies riding and the husbands have nothing to do with horses and they get a little bit bored, they can go play golf. The kids yes. can kind of need to <laughs> run around, they can run around. Like, yeah. I find that great because... Ultimately, that's where that's where everyone fits in, and I find that very, very powerful. So, would you say that your target market or your target persona is a little bit different than Wellington? Mm-hmm. If so, like what makes the average or slash ideal customer uh, or rider of the water mm-hmm. center?
1: Well, you just said it. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is a, a family type of um, place, you know, World Equestrian Center, just what you said. We, we want the family to come and have the experience in the hotel or the, or the RV park or our home away from home park. Um, you know, the kids, it's a safe place for the kids to run and get, go to the candy store or, you know, go to the patissier. We have groups of people who come in and walk their dogs. Um, you know, we welcome in the community as well. We have, Many many events like Oktoberfest, like Winter Wonderland, where we invite people from the community, regional, local, you know, come in and experience world equestrian. You don't have to be a world uh, an equestrian person to enjoy oh, the facility.
0: So it's, it's even as if it was kind of a city created for horses.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it, indeed. And you know, horse sports do you know they 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 do take up a person's life. And you know, if you are a husband or you know, kids who have to come along and maybe you don't want to watch the horses, there's still a lot for you to do. Um, you know, and and that's the thing. I think the safety aspect of being family friendly, the, the welcoming, there's another (laughs) thing that we haven't discussed, and it's a big part of our ethos and that is customer service. So Every company that the Roberts family builds is built on uh, a platform of great customer service, and that goes for World Equestrian Center too. We strive to ensure that our guests and visitors and exhibitors have the best experience possible, no matter what they're doing, whether they're, you know, staying in the hotel, eating in the restaurant, going to the spa, you know, having services at the veterinary hospital. Whatever it is, we want the experience to be great, even down to the experience at the in-gate when they're showing or, you know, with the, with the, with the farrier, you know, it's, it's just important to us that every touch point is done in a way that people feel welcome and they feel like, you know, they want to come back again and be part of our WEC family. Absolutely. You know, again, I think that's a big difference. And and we set out to create that kind of thing because Mr. Roberts, Mr. Robbie Roberts, which is Mary and Larry Roberts' son, he, you know, was involved in the hunter-jumper industry. His daughter was competing, and he was traveling to a lot of horse shows, and he was qu- kind of surprised by, you know, geez, this isn't really fun for me. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the parking is kind of a nightmare. There's not really great uh, food options or you know, the stabling was a bit run down or, you know, the show didn't run on time. And so this is really where this all came from. It was he who had the vision to say, you know what? I think we can change this. I think we can make a difference. I think we can create a product that people really want to pay for. Yeah. Um, Because we know horse showing is expensive. Um, It's not an expensive sport. And if people are going to make an investment in it, they should feel like they have a return on their investment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like ultimately having everything on site in the same kind of location, having everything managed, you know, accordingly to, to, to what you guys are doing, mm-hmm. really helps with saving time, money, energy. And that ultimately is what makes the clients happy. It is. So I find that super interesting. As it a, is. As a last question, because I don't want to take too much of your time, I'm sure that as a marketing director, you do <laughs> quite a bit of work. <laughs> what would you say about digitization do you guys have any because i'm seeing you work with for example click my horse for live streaming i'm sure you also work with some other partners when it comes to results management and, and all sorts of other dynamics involved in running the event managing the facilities and all sorts of things what's your take on digitization in the sport in show jumping and how do you guys already use that or plan to use it in the future mm-hmm
1: yeah that's a great question i i think there's there's been over the last few years a lot of really burgeoning technologies that have come into the equestrian industry we publish a magazine every quarter and in that magazine we have a column called tech equestrian where we talk about a new you know app or a new product that's bringing technology to our industry for for us you know we we work on platforms software platforms for our show management and our (laughs) exhibitors are great about uh you know doing all of their entries and things like that digitally um we publish our magazine digitally we have an app that you can download that's a world equestrian center app and has all of our information you can make um you know, you can get directions, You can, you yeah, know, all, you the know, all the that things that you would things. use an app for, um, making hotel reservations, making dinner reservations, so forth. Um, you know, I think the, the, the world is there and we're headed that way too. We do still do some things on paper, but, you know, truthfully, um, you know, our, our course designers use sophisticated software. Our hotel uses sophisticated software, you know all of those those things that we we do are supported by technology, so you know, I think that's something for us, and of course, we want to make sure that we operate as sustainably as possible, so we try very hard to do everything that we can to be as digital as possible. Um, I will say too, now you know the price of paper is quite expensive um huh. yeah, so. Yeah, that's true you know, those, those type of, of, you know, things have, have an effect on us too. But we've for a, a long time felt that we didn't want to print prize lists anymore and things like that. We asked people to access them online and, you know, just little things like that can make a big difference. There's um, a great initiative in the United States. Uh, it's a nonprofit called green is the new blue, and they work closely with horse shows to help them become more, uh, green and more, you know, have their operations become more sustainable. And, um, we've, we talked a little bit with them and, you know, certainly as an organization, that's something that, that we feel, you know, strongly about and that we want to commit to, um, you know, to, to be as, uh, conscious as possible.
0: I find that super interesting. I think that you guys are definitely positioning yourself in a way, without without criticizing others. But I'm saying it's 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 very innovative, and I think that mm-hmm. the, the five to ten years to come for the show market and for the World Equestrian Center are super interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it on that for today because I think that it's always nice to catch up and do follow up episodes instead of kind of giving everything away. Yes. And <laughs> I would absolutely love to meet you um, next year. I'm probably going to come to Florida for the season. So to visit clients, and we sold some nice horses about Aranocala and stuff like this. So we'll probably get to meet, and I'm sure we can get maybe record a recorded live podcast by then. Who knows?
1: That would be wonderful. I would welcome you. Yeah, please. Brilliant. <laughs> yes, of <laughs> course. Try to get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful.
0: Super, super. thank you so much for your time. I greatly appreciate it, and uh, I'll see you soon.
1: Thank you for having me. Take care. All right. See you later. Bye bye.
0: Hey, how was that? I hope you found a lot of value and a lot of learnings in this new episode of Naysayers. No For more information, feel free to subscribe to the podcast, get in touch with our team, and remember if you're looking to either sell or buy a high quality show jumping horse, you know where to find us. See you soon on to the next episode of Naysayers no and have a lovely beginning of the summer.